Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of The Knowledge by Wahoo. I'm Susie Snyder, multi-sport coaching specialist here at Wahoo. And I'm Dr. Ginger Gottschall, the Director of Applied Sports Research. Today we are continuing our discussion about the menstrual cycle. We've chatted in the last couple episodes about how your period impacts training and performance, and not only just your period, right? Your entire cycle. We're talking about those 28 days. Today, we have a special treat for you because we are going to emphasize nutrition and how that goes along with the cycle, and we'll also do a little tidbit about hydration in the, on the way, too. That's right. It's all related. You know, you can't ignore any of it. Exactly. In fact, there are really intense times during your cycle when you can't either stop eating or you crave specific. <laughs> You're giggling, but you know it's true, right? Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, uh, let's see. Red meat, dark chocolate, potato chips, yes. perhaps. <laughs> and there's also about two days before I get my period where I literally am never full. I could eat an entire loaf of bread, cheese, a fruit bowl, and nothing satiates me. Exactly. Just keep going back looking for something else. It just never ends. No. So, yeah. So we want you to appreciate cravings as one little tip of the day and don't ignore them. It probably means that your body needs something with that higher fat or greater protein, maybe a little bit more iron at those times. So give in to those cravings. Don't be afraid of them. What that comes down to is that your physical health, emotional health, your training, and what you eat and drink are all interrelated. They can influence and impact each other. And what we would like to do is basically minimize extremes. So help keep our hormones in balance, and this includes estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. So the things that we're talking about today, we hope will help you understand what foods are important and critical during the cycle and how you can support the different phases of your own cycle. That's right. You know, hormone balance is so important. Anything in life, balance mm -hmm. in all aspects, I suppose. But yeah, hormone balance is so critical. So as a general rule, there are a few things we can do to get into balance and keep our hormone balanced. Things like eating whole foods, you know, the more natural from the earth, less processed, the better. Yes, less foods in a box. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Because generally those foods from a box or processed foods have really low nutritional density. So they could be high in sugar, high in fat, the bad kind of fat, and low in protein. And those things just don't serve us. And then the last thing is not leaving too much time in between meals. Now, this can go down a slippery slope. So we'll just say one quick little note about intermittent fasting because I know some of you are thinking about it. And I know a lot of women have tried it and love it and seen positive results. But the research we've seen does not support intermittent fasting for women specifically. While everybody is a case of one and you're welcome to do whatever you want, you can experiment. But just keep an open mind and know that while men see generally really good results with it, women may not so much. So take that with a grain of salt and do what you want. And I do really believe in the experimental part of what you just said. It is important to find the foods and the schedule that serve you and are balanced. And I will be honest, for me, this process took about three years. 
three years of different diets and percentages of carb, fat, protein, what worked for me during different times of the cycle. So three years is a long time. So you do need to be patient, but it's well worth it. Once you're in a consistent routine, it can really make a huge difference. We're talking right now about you menorrheic women. That is if you have an average cycle of about 28 days. And we want to just remind you of our two primary phases, which are the follicular and the luteal. The follicular is going to actually start your first day of getting your period, that first day of menses, and it ends at ovulation, which is about 14 days later. So that follicular phase, approximately 14 days, and then the luteal phase begins after ovulation and goes until that first day of menses again. So anything we talk about today, we're going to try to break down really simply for you into follicular and luteal. Let's start with follicular phase. Follicular phase is actually kind of broken into a couple of different sections. So the first half is your menstrual phase or when you're menstruating. And this is when you have a lower concentration of estrogen, also called the low hormone phase. Since estrogen is low, if you remember back to our previous episodes, this is a great time in your cycle for high intensity training. That means we really don't want to sabotage our low estrogen levels by promoting higher estrogen levels through our nutrition right? We want to take advantage of those low levels. This is where it's important to limit sugar, alcohol, and caffeine, ideally throughout your whole cycle. But one might argue, especially in this phase, when you're already low, you want to stay low. Right. Because there has been some research that shows that eating too much sugar in particular can affect the amount of sex hormone binding globulin, probably why they shorten it to SHBG. (laughs) Uh, That's available. Mouthful. SHBG binds to estrogen and yada, yada, yada. Without the right amount of it, we have too much estrogen in circulation, causing an imbalance between estrogen and the other hormones, and we get all out of whack. Exactly. So bottom line is, where we were talking about minimizing the peaks, the sugar and alcohol and caffeine can cause those peaks and cause estrogen to be higher than you want it during this low hormone phase. The other component to think about is iron. When you have your period, and you're losing blood, you actually also are losing iron. And this can be about one to two milligrams per day. There's even some evidence that some women lose up to 16 milligrams during a normal period, which is fairly significant. Yeah. Which is why, Susie, I bet when you are craving that red meat, that is (laughs) why. Because we are losing that blood. And the foods that you could think about eating would be red meat, Sardines? Who eats sardines, though? Mm, Really? So much of the literature talks about (laughs) sardines, and I'm like, I don't know anyone who eats sardines. Seriously, if anyone out there eats sardines, please post in the forum and tell us, because I want to know one person. Just one. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And another actual vegetable is dark leafy greens. So we're talking here about spinach is probably one of the best ones. Swiss chard. Oh, absolutely. Love it. Love it. (laughs) Kale. Every day. (laughs) I love how kale is kind of cool right now. So I have to bring up one more point with this iron thing that's very personal to me. I'm a vegetarian. So therefore, I have to be very aware about iron since I do not eat red meat, which is your biggest iron That's right. Heme iron, which is meat, absorbs so much better than non-heme iron. Exactly. So we're talking animal based sources are give you a higher absorption rate. So one thing I need to do if I'm eating something like those 
dark leafy greens is actually combine them or pair them with a high vitamin C food. Something I love is like a spinach salad with some orange pieces, almonds, a little vinaigrette, throw some other veggies in there, but you could also include red and green peppers, broccoli, strawberries, mango. Those things that are high in vitamin C are great to combine with your iron source so you have greater absorption. That's a fun little yeah. tidbit for you. Mm. And sounds delicious. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anything else we should be thinking about in terms of this first half of the follicular phase? Yeah. You know, one thing to note is that our CRP levels, which is C-reactive protein, it's just a marker of inflammation. It does fluctuate based on a lot of factors, but during our menstrual phase, CRP tends to be the highest okay. baseline levels, that is. You can then push it up even higher through hard training, and that really just means you need to take more recovery time in between hard sessions, that is. You know, you can still go hard, but make sure you really focus on recovery. Right. You can do compression, massage, anti-inflammatory foods, like a nice spinach salad with some berries. Another Sounds one. very fitting. <laughs> so, so yeah, just keep in mind that inflammation is definitely a factor in this phase. Excellent. When we get to the second half of the follicular phase, there's actually then after this low estrogen compartment, we have a increasing amount of estrogen. And this is time when there's a conservation of carbohydrate stores and some enhanced fat burning. Although women burn fat typically at a higher rate than men, this is increasing during this phase. And this is a great time. So after you end your period to actually think about activities like strength training. Just a reminder that estrogen is anabolic. So if we're talking about how to kind of increase your performance and your training quality, then this is a great time for adding on a bit. It's also a great time to maybe slightly increase your carbohydrate intake and make sure you're getting a regular intake of protein. Yes. So whole grain carbohydrates are always best, oatmeal, potatoes, grainy bread type of stuff. And then your proteins, lean proteins, lean meats, fish, poultry, soybeans, lentils for you vegetarians. Thank you. <laughs> or hey, all of us looking at me. <laughs> Variety is good for all of us because really we need to remember that we're trying to fuel our body for our workouts and to recover from the workouts too. You can't forget either one of those. Totally true. Right. And then last thing is focusing on foods that metabolize estrogen like sprouts and kimchi. So like we said, we don't want excess estrogen floating around because that can be detrimental to our overall hormone balance and really achieving an optimal body composition. Yes. The next phase is really just a short period of time, which is ovulation. And this is the peak of estrogen. And our biggest tip of advice during this phase is anti-inflammatory foods. You want to continue that high fruit and vegetable component that you were just talking about at the end of the follicular phase into ovulation. Not only fruits and vegetables, but also nuts like almonds, cashews can also be a huge help during this time with respect to minimizing those peaks and the impact on the hormones. All right. So we're coming out of follicular phase, going into that luteal phase. Now, this is kind of the, kind of the devil phase here. This is a high hormone phase where things start to get, mm, go downhill, we'll say. Go downhill with respect to perhaps your physical and emotional 
That's stability. Right. That's right, because your hormones are going uphill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, or at least they're starting uphill. They do start to decline through this phase, but they're pretty high, at least starting out. So remember, this is when, for training, you want to bring that intensity down. Endurance pace is ideal. You can do some hard workouts here and there, but remember, they're going to feel a little bit harder. Your body's generally spending a lot of energy preparing for pregnancy, and it's just better at burning fat for fuel. Like we said, that's kind of true about women in general, but especially in this phase. Hey, why not give it some healthy fats that it really wants to burn? And right? you may be craving them, <laughs> and that's when you say, this is okay. Perfect. Here we go. Avocados, nuts, walnuts, fish, olive oil, all your healthy fats. Let's. This is not giving you permission to eat a bag of potato chips every day. No. <laughs> right. Maybe a small individual pack. Yep. Those 100 calorie snack per. sizes. Yummy. Perfect. But yeah, and then magnesium. Magnesium-rich foods are really great at fighting fatigue because, let's face it, we're just more tired in this phase. So sure, you can take supplements, but some foods that are really high in magnesium include spinach, pumpkin seeds, and dark chocolate. My yes! favorites! You guys were waiting for us to say something that you actually think of as a treat. This is it. That's right. Now we're giving you permission. <laughs> Going back to training, even though you are doing generally lower intensity workouts, you still want to get in that leucine-rich protein as soon as possible after training because that leucine amino acid is really the most important in maintaining your lean muscle. And, of course, we all want that. Yes, and you made one little comment I just want to touch upon. There are some varying results, but I do most often tell my athletes, try to get that protein at least 9 to 10 grams within an hour for sure, and if you can, 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I like to mix up a little protein drink or throw – I do have some branch chain amino acid powder mm -hmm. with leucine in it. Throw that in a drink and just have that ready to go. Put it in the fridge. It's nice and cold. Tastes better that Delish. way anyway. So – it's ready to go as soon as you're done. Love it. Put some little dark chocolate syrup in there. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we're stuck on chocolate. Help. <laughs> All right. And then uh, another group of foods you want to think about are foods that trigger serotonin release. Now, serotonin is really key for our mental health enhances our mood, regulates hunger and sleep patterns. Of course, these are all things that can be negatively affected by this phase of our cycle because of the high hormone levels. Those foods include quinoa and buckwheat. Look at we've got also all of these options. Yeah, no excuse, really. No, absolutely <laughs> none. And there is, we want to touch upon the transition that you will go through during this phase, which is basically training at a low intensity where you can then start to go to a higher intensity towards those days when you're about to get your period because then you can ramp it up mm -hmm. when you have your period. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit tricky, but after you kind of get over some of those PMS symptoms is when you you kind of get the go-ahead. Now you can start to ramp it up again. Yeah. And during the, the high hormone phases, we're not saying you can't do hard work. Correct. You know, maybe after the nights that you sleep really well and you wake up feeling really good and you have to read your body. Absolutely. I think is the, the takeaway here. Yep. Always. During this phase also is a time when vitamin D is low. So if you are experiencing extreme premenstrual symptoms, try that as a supplement. I also think that a women's multivitamin, take it at night before you go to bed, can't hurt 
it would give you some of that vitamin D supplementation along the way. And what you don't need, you're going to pee out in the morning. That's right. I did read some research that said you can supplement up to 4,000 IUs a day of vitamin D, and it really helped alleviate some of those symptoms. That's so cool. You all have probably noticed, I know I do, (laughs) when you put on those workout pants, let's just say. The really tight ones. really tight ones. (laughs) That there's bloating, there's fluid retention, and when you have that day, when you feel a little bit like uncomfortable in your pants, just do a little check, where am I in my cycle, and then give yourself a pass. This is normal. No one can get away with it, but it it happens. And this is also going to go along with hydration and body temperature. So you actually have a higher RPE during these workouts. You feel exhausted in a shorter amount of time for the same pace and or intensity. You're likely to also have cramps, and this is because of the fluid shifts that are going on. So again, we're going to encourage you to decrease caffeine, alcohol, added salts during this. That's right. Even though those are the things you really want most. (laughs) do. On that note about hydration, so during this phase, especially if you're in a hot and humid environment or you're going to a hotter place to race or train or something, hydration is really critical. So you might want to preload with extra electrolytes before a training session, especially a long training session um, or a race because, you know, a lot of us have trouble getting the right amounts in during a race as it is. If you start topped up and preloaded, you're going to be better off in the long run. There are some products out there that are made especially for this. Scratch Labs and Osmo both have them. Super helpful. Yeah. So that takes us through our two primary phases. And we just want to give you now our bottom line. And the bottom line is to eat a balanced diet foods like the lean protein, the healthy fats, the whole grains, fruits and vegetables, if you keep those consistent, you will likely feel less of these fluctuations during the entire cycle. It will help support the balance. And if you are a person who is looking towards reproduction, it will also enhance your reproductive health. Again, don't be afraid to eat in general because you need to fuel your workouts and your recovery and you need to give your body what it needs. Exactly. And this is a completely overwhelming and complex puzzle, right? I just, I admitted it took me three years to figure out what my best pattern is throughout the cycle, but it is definitely worth it to educate yourself on what works best for you. Do a little trial and error, be patient with yourself, and then you might actually have a more pleasant overall cycle. (laughs) And who doesn't want that? Our public service announcement, we are not doctors, medical doctors. Um, So if you are concerned that you have a hormone imbalance or you've been struggling to find balance for a long time, go ahead and reach out to a registered dietitian or healthcare provider, whoever you want to see. Someone that specializes in women's health is ideal. So go get some professional health since we are not the know-all, end-all, be-all. No, but we do hope we provided you with a couple things that you can take away and use sooner rather than later. Well, that's it for another episode. Hope that makes you a better, all-around, healthier female endurance athlete. Thanks for listening to the Knowledge Podcast by Wahoo.